Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Find Me in a Book podcast. I'm your host, Tav, and we are on episode 10. Isn't that kind of crazy? It's pretty crazy to me. We started at the end of October, and now we're in January. Happy 2022. This is the first episode of 2022, and I'm so excited to get started. This is the perfect book to start the year off. I'm so excited. I cannot emphasize that enough, how excited I am for the new opportunities this year and the new books that are going to be coming out and just everything that's going to be happening in 2022. A lot of goals being made, a lot of manifestations. Let me know what you want to see this next year. Like if you want me to change up formats, if you want me to do different types of books, I will put my foot down if it's not a romance genre, just because I don't really enjoy any other types of books. That's, I know that's not very open-minded of me, but I mean, I can be swayed, I guess, if there's one that you just swear by, just absolutely swear by, and you think that I would like, even if it doesn't really fall into the romance genre, still send it over. I might I might give it a try if I'm in between books. I don't know. I might surprise you in 2022. Anyways, let's get into it. So the book that we are going to be talking about today was just released and I've been seeing it all over book talk everywhere and it's called The Spanish Love Deception and it is by Alina Armas. I kind of want to preface this. If you read the hating game recently, I would recommend to not read this book for a while. Because I have read The Hating Game recently, when I started reading this book, I really compared them. Because they're pretty similar, at least in the beginning, and the overall story of like having to pretend, that's similar. And At the beginning of the book, I was very hesitant. I almost stopped reading this book because I just associated it so much and compared it so much to The Hating Game that I was like, I can't do this. But I powered through. It's not even that similar once you get into it. But, you know, first impressions are everything. But I do recommend if you have read The Hating Game recently to maybe do a couple books in between The Hating Game and this one. And if you're like, no, I want to read both of them, which one do I read first? Read this one first before you read The Hating Game. Just because I know, I don't know if I can say this, but I'm going to say it anyways. I really, 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 really liked The Hating Game. Like it is a five out of five. And I also, there's a movie on Amazon called The Hating Game. And I mean, it's based off the book. And I really liked the movie too. So I love that book. So I would read The Spanish Love Deception first, just so that you have that in your mind. And then you go into The Hating Game and it's the best of both worlds. That's a long explanation. Do what you want. This is just my two cents of having read The Hating Game first and then reading this one. But let's get on with it. So the Spanish love deception on the spicy scale, I'm going to say like a three out of five. It doesn't get spicy until like more than halfway through and it's mostly at the end. But when it does get spicy, wow, wow is the spice 
detailed. The spice is perfect. It just it has a lot of anticipation, a lot of buildup, and you're like, could there be a better spicy scene? I mean, it's up there with one of the the best spicy scenes that I've read. So yeah, I mean, I'd give it a three out of five just because it was very spicy, but there wasn't very much spicy until it got to the spicy, if that makes sense. (laughs) Okay, so mother-sister standard. This is where we talk about if I would recommend it to my mother and my sister. Yes, I would recommend it to both of them. I believe my sister is actually reading it right now, but... Again, my mom probably won't read it, but I would recommend for both of them to read it. And overall score, I think I would give it a three out of five. The first, I'm going to be honest, the first couple chapters, like chapters one through five, I didn't enjoy it. One, because yes, I was comparing it to The Hating Game. Two, okay, we know about stubborn characters. We know about stubborn main women or main heroine whatever. But it kind of got to be too much in this one. Like there's they're stubborn and you're like, oh yeah. But then there's like really stubborn and you're like, oh my gosh, like this is too much. Like make up your mind or let him help you. Like it, it kind of was too much. But once you get past the first five chapters, it gets a lot better because the story starts to get into it and it's not as much conversational and in her head as it is those first couple chapters. So that's why I would give it a three out of five. Like it, it could have been better, but it was still really good. So the premise of this book is Lena. That's her name. That's the main character's name. And she is working at an engineering consulting company. I believe she's been in the U.S. for a couple years now. She's originally from Spain. And the first chapter comes in and we meet Aaron immediately. He is her competition, I guess you could say. He is her rival. They butt heads. You can automatically tell that he is the love interest just by how they are fighting. First sentence in, basically he says, yeah, I'll be your date for the wedding. And we learned that she told her family in Spain that she would be bringing her boyfriend or a date to her sister's wedding in Spain in the next month. And so she's telling her best friend that works at the company also about this and that she hasn't found any anyone yet and that she's desperate. And that's when Aaron walks up and he's like, I'll go with you. Like, I can go with you. She just fights him so much, which I understand like a fight, but it it's too much almost like it, there's just not a conversation about it. And she just shuts him down and she's just like mean almost. And they just argue for a long time. We learned that she just has a lot of beef with Aaron because a couple years ago, it was Aaron's second day. She had brought him like a welcome gift and he completely like wrote her off. Like he just basically ignored her, said that he doesn't want to be her friend. And then a couple days after that, she overheard him talking to their boss saying like, I don't want to work with her, anyone but her. Like, I don't think I can take it. Like, is she even capable of taking on this project? Just basically talking bad about her to their boss. And he had only been there two days. So since that two years, she's held this grudge for two years, which is, I mean, I understand 
But that's kind of the only situation that they encountered together that she is basing this off of. In the book, she talks to her friend and her friend's like, you give a lot of people second chances. Like, why not him? Like, we don't really know. Like, Lena's feelings were just so hurt that she just doesn't want to give him another chance. So again, one through chapters one through five, I kind of had a hard time with. Maybe it's just kind of my point of view. Maybe I was just overlooking it, looking too deep. I don't know. Let me know if you had a hard time with the first couple chapters. And I don't want to sway you either. Maybe it's just me. And maybe you're like, uh, yeah, this is normal. Like, this is totally fine. Um, so they get to know each other more. They argue. Eventually, she does accept his invitation or she accepts that he can go to Spain with her and they start to get to know each other a little bit more and when she finally does agree she's like what are you getting out of this like you're going to be going to Spain with me you're going to be acting as my boyfriend as my date to this wedding like what do you want from me and he's like well actually I need you to be my date tomorrow and we find out that his family is very loaded and he used to he was like a candidate or on the draft for the NFL I think so he would have to go to this charity auction every year and they actually auction off these bachelors like a date with that bachelor so he's like I need you to be my date and I need you to to bid for me you can use my money but bid for me because I don't want to be a date to any of these old women and she's like okay cool I can do that so they go to the auction and they kind of have a fight at the end because they just kind of they say the wrong things to each other and it just doesn't work well by the end of the night they have a fun time but yeah at the end of the night they're just kind of like take me home I don't want to be around you like this kind of sucks. So the a couple more weeks go on. All of a sudden, it's announced, without Aaron actually knowing that it's going to be announced, that he is actually going to be promoted to be Lena's boss. So they work in like teams, and there's five people, and Aaron was a team lead, and Lena was a team lead, and then there were like a couple other people. So Aaron was being promoted to the manager of the team leads if that makes sense and so yes he would be Lena's boss and so the more that she's thinking about him going to Spain with her she's like no 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 like he's gonna be my boss like he can't be my date and so she's she goes to him and says like we gotta call this off like you don't owe me anything we're even like I went to auction with you like you helped me like we're just gonna call it even like whatever and he's like no like, I'm going to Spain with you. The next day, she has been so busy at work that she hasn't really eaten a lot. And so she actually, at the end of the day, passes out pretty much from not eating, from like hunger. And Aaron finds her. He wakes her up. He helps her. Um, he like feeds her. He, he takes her home, like buys her food, makes sure she's okay. And they talk more about going to Spain. And, and finally, she's like, okay, for sure, for sure. Like, you can go to Spain with me. Like, we got to figure out details. And he's like, don't worry. Like, I've got it. Like, we'll figure it out. We can do this. Like, I'll make sure I have all the details of your family. Like, we can pull this off. Like, I can pretend to be your boyfriend. And even just from, like, the middle of the book and looking back on, like, the other chapters, like she puts up so much of a fight and just argues and is so stubborn and he's he's just there like you can just tell that he wants to be around her and it's not like he's mean he just doesn't really talk and he like uses his face for expressions and she just takes it the wrong way and so it, it kind of makes you feel I'm at least for me it, it made me feel bad for him because he just like 
wants to be in her life and I don't think he just I don't think he knows how to go about it and so he's like I'll go to Spain with you like I'll be your date and so then it comes to the day that they are going to be flying out and she is very very worried because they set a specific time to meet at the airport and he's not there yet and he is very much like very punctual very like on time very stern with deadlines things like that and so she's like really really worried and then she hears like his her name behind her and he was just a couple minutes late and so she actually like is so relieved she runs and like hugs him and he's like wait what (laughs) like it's just kind of cute because he's so surprised already like that's the point of the story or the book that gets so much better and I literally loved this book after that point like once they get to Spain I loved the book loved it so much and it was like it was different than what I had read before and the storyline was good and the characters were great and you just really like them and she is like nicer to Aaron and she gives him a chance and it's just so great like they get into Spain and they go to I think they stay at like her aunt and uncle's just because it's like a huge wedding party and so they just have to figure out like where to sleep because her family thinks that they're a couple they have to share a bed and so they just like start talking and getting to know each other which is really great and he's like really playing the part of being the pretend boyfriend and he starts to call her baby and like all these terms of endearment and it just like he's so genuine about it that it just like warms your heart because it it you can tell that it surprises her as well. And so she's like, oh, okay. And and so she, it, she starts to warm up and she starts to open up. And you can just really see that throughout this book. And I really, I enjoyed that as well. So the next day, they are going to be attending, it's called a wedding cup, I guess you could say. So the maid of honor, which Lena is her sister's maid of honor, but there was another bridesmaid that took charge of like, the bachelor and bachelorette party and it's going to be combined and so they came up with like the wedding cup where they have all these competing games against the bachelors and bachelorette bachelorettes and whoever loses has to do like this dance at one of the clubs or something like that I I can't really remember what the winner and loser got so they go through like a, a variety of games and it's really fun and cute and then they like have to play soccer at the very end And he's just very loving and very convincing. And they're just having a really great time. And then that night, part of the party is to go to, like, the clubs, which they go to the clubs and Lena gets, like, drunk. They just have very open conversations. We learn more about him. Like, he was going to have a career in the NFL. But then his mom died of cancer. And so he decided, like, that dream was his dad's. And his dad just kind of took charge of Aaron's life when his mom died and and everything like that. And then Aaron just decided like he didn't want to be in the NFL anymore or he didn't want to be in football anymore. And so he chose like the engineering pathway. So they are at the clubs dancing and drinking and getting to know each other. And then they go home and she's not drunk anymore, I think. And they have a really spicy moment, but they actually like don't kiss on the lips if that makes sense but it's a very spicy moment they don't make toast it's just I don't know it's a good it's a good moment it's a good scene Um, but it has that anticipation of they haven't kissed yet and so you're like oh my gosh when are they going to kiss anyways so good the next couple days 
um, they're getting ready for the wedding and then the wedding happens. And so they go to the wedding. They're going through all the activities and everything. And at the wedding, her sister actually hired like a kiss cam. And so it goes around to the different tables. And Lena is so nervous because she's like, we haven't kissed. Like, there's so much anticipation. Like, I don't want our first kiss to be on this kiss cam. Like, I don't know what to expect. And so every time the kiss cam would come around to their table, she would kind of duck. And like her and Aaron were holding hands the whole time. And he could tell that she was nervous about it. And so he actually took her out um, into like, I think outside of the building and they just like talked about things and then it gets like really intense and they actually like kiss and it's like a very spicy moment and just so great like the best scene and the best buildup of a first kiss and so good I loved it so then there's a lot of that sexual tension and later that night after like the activities they go home and they make toast and it is beautiful. It is very, very detailed. I'm going to tell you that. Very detailed. Um, I read every single word, but maybe if you're not used to that much detail, you might skip, which is totally fine. I understand. But it's just a very good scene. And you just learn everything that's happening and when they make toast. So there's that scene. And then there's another scene later on. Those are pretty much the only detailed toast scenes out of the whole book. And that's the part where it's like the spicy rating is because of those scenes and nothing really else in the book. So they're kind of like in this honeymoon phase. They're having like a really great time getting to know each other, but it's a really quick trip to Spain. Um, basically, I think it's over like four days. So when earlier I said like, oh, a couple days, it was probably only like one day or half a day. I'm not sure. But they really are in Spain for like four days. And so they are heading back to New York. This is where it's all, it takes place or where they live. And she's very worried because she's like, you're going to be my boss. Like what, what's going to happen? Like, is this even real world? Like, is this what's going to change when we get home? Like she just starts to worry about things. And he's like, don't worry. Like, like we can make this happen. Like I want this to happen so bad because I want us to be together like I've been waiting for this for a long time like he's just very open about it and he wants it to work so badly that she's like okay yes we can do this too like she she has feelings for him and she's realized it and so she's like okay yes like we can make this work and then when they get to the airport she starts to freak out again and he's like let's stay together like let's forget about what's going to be happening tomorrow when we go to work like come to my place we'll fix dinner We'll talk, spend the night, and then we'll go to work tomorrow. Like, we'll talk to HR. Everything will be okay. And she's like, okay, like, I can do that. Like, baby steps. I can do this. So she goes home with him. They have a great night. They're still basically in that honeymoon phase. And then the next morning, they get breakfast together. And then they kind of, like, split up so that she can go to, like, her meetings. And then we learn later on that he actually does go to HR and talk to her because they've been having... Lena's been having like a hard time with this one guy. I think his name is Gerald. He has really like been sexist towards her at work and like sexual harassment and everything like that. So Aaron kind of talks to HR about that situation as well. And later on that day, uh, Gerald actually approaches Lena and starts to harass her a lot because I guess um, when Lena and Aaron got home, um, they went and got dinner and everything and picked it up. And one of 
a teammate of Gerald's saw them together and like really kissy touchy and stuff and that teammate told Gerald and so Gerald is really like harassing her and everything like that so she's like standing up for herself Aaron comes along and he's like he basically threatens Gerald and is like do you want to be fired like he like stands up for her and then she like kind of freaks out and walks away and she's like I can't do this like I can't do this like we can't work together like I I don't know what to do like you're gonna be my boss she just has a freak out again and he's like no like let's talk about this like go to HR talk to her about like Gerald like let's figure this out and then she basically convinces herself no she's like we can't do this like this isn't gonna work and he gets a phone call and so he like walks away and it it looks like he's giving up and so that's what she thinks four days pass and she doesn't hear anything from him and so she's kind of like convinced herself that the relationship's not going to keep going and he hasn't answered his phone and finally like um when she does get to work like that fourth day HR calls her in and HR she says that a couple of people like four or five people actually have come to her and talked about their situation with Gerald and reporting him and she wants to talk to Lena about it and it's just a cool like empowerment with HR because remember I'm in HR and so like I don't know it's just kind of a cool moment so Lena's like like oh did Aaron come and talk to you about like a relationship and HR's like yeah he did actually and will you let me know when he gets back like he talked to me about this this and this and Lena's like wait back where like where has he been like I messed up like he hasn't talked to me in a couple days like what's happened and HR is like well I can't really tell you but I'm going to tell you anyways um, that he is actually back in Washington because his dad has cancer and he's in like the critical like a critical condition for the past couple weeks Aaron got a phone call about four days ago saying that he needed to go over to Washington so that's a phone call that he received when him and Lena were like fighting and so she's like oh my gosh like I have to go to him and so she does she goes to Washington like she flies to Washington Um, I guess his dad was like a really big coach in Washington so she was able to like pinpoint location of like what hospital he might be at and so she was able to find Aaron in the hospital and it's just a really really nice moment so she gets to meet like his dad and they come to terms with everything and they they make up and um, it's just a really nice ending and they decide to be together and they say I love you and it's really great. I like this book a lot. The ending makes up for it all and I recommend this book. Again, I don't recommend reading it close to when you're reading The Hating Game, but also I recommend The Hating Game. I recommend them both, honestly. It, they're good books to start the year off. So I wanted to ask you guys a question, maybe a couple questions, I don't know, whatever comes to me. Would you do that? Like if your family had a wedding or had an event or you see like a lot of movies and books do this type of thing with like the fake like significant other, would you ever do that? For example, with this, like if there was a wedding that you had to bring a plus one, would you just like reach out to like one of your best like opposite gender or same gender friend and say like, hey, I need you to pretend to be my partner. I don't know. Would you do that? I I think I would. I don't think I would be afraid to do that. Um, I think it would be kind of exciting. I don't know if I could pull it off. Um, I don't know if I, if they were just a friend, I don't know if I could like kiss them. 
assuming, yes, that I'm not married in this situation, of course. But I don't know, like, maybe if someone had, like, feelings for the other person and, and maybe you both would have to be on, the like, the same page, like, hey, we do have to pretend to be, like, together and there is some kissing, maybe that would be, like, a deal breaker for the other person. I don't know. Like, I say, like, I could do it, but in the end, I don't know if it would work I don't know you know what I'm saying like have you ever thought about that if you were in that situation and even in like these situations in books do you ever like put yourself in these type of situations and really figure out like what would I do if I was in that situation I do that because I I don't know if I'm just like a weird person and I care too much about books or the situations that I'm in I don't know I think that's really exciting to put myself in their shoes and figure out like yeah what would I do and I don't know. I probably will never be in these situations, but it's just kind of fun to think about. So let me know your thoughts in like the comments on like TikTok or Instagram, just wherever, like I'll see your comments and we'll just have a conversation about it. And I think I mentioned this in my last podcast, but I decided to start buying books, uh, like the physical books, because I have them all on like my Kindle. But there's something about like having a physical book like in your lap reading And so I started buying some. So for myself, for Christmas, I gifted myself some books. And I bought like my favorites. So I bought like the Crave series by Tracy Wolf. Those three books, I cannot wait for the fourth book. I think it comes out in March. Um, So I bought those three books and then I bought the Guild uh, books. I haven't bought the third one of it yet. The third one is out though. And then I think the fourth one comes out next month, which is really exciting. Like, the next, uh, I want to say four months, some really great books are coming out and I'm so, so, so excited. And then I bought um, the three books that have come out from Jennifer Armantrout, the Blood and Ash series, I think that's called, Ash and Blood series. I think it's the Blood and Ash series from Jennifer Armantrout. I bought those three. I'm so excited for that fourth book to come out. Yes, just so much anticipation for 2022. I'm just really excited. And I want to just like read all day. And, you know, that's my life. Like, that's what I want to do. So yeah, I bought those books. And then I have in my Amazon cart, a lot of books that I have to wait for payday for. And then I have to probably like budget myself for books that I want to get and I probably can't get. But also I haven't been in like a Barnes and Noble for Oh my gosh, years and years and years and years. I think the last time I was in a Barnes and Noble, um, I was on like a blind date and it was very awkward and I didn't know what to do. Um, But that's a story. I can tell you that story another time if you want. Uh, It was when I didn't drink coffee and I'd never been to a Starbucks and he wanted to get coffee and I didn't know what to do. Anyways, yes, it's a great story. So if you want me to tell that sometime, just let me know. I got a lot of weird life stories that I can just, you know, put in these podcasts as well if you want to if you want to know more about me. Anyways, that is the Spanish love deception. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I hope you interact. I am now on TikTok. Ugh, am I a TikToker? I don't know. I'm trying. Uh, I'm just trying to get in all the social media so that I can bring awareness to this podcast because I just want more people in this community to talk about books. But I'm very grateful for you guys and first podcast of 2022. Like, let's do this. Let me know what you want me to talk about next and we'll talk to you guys later. See ya. (laughs) 